0: Welcome to Fishing Without bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. If you're looking to create yourself rather than to find yourself, if you're welcome nowhere else and have the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try, there's always a seat for you. Remember, it's a farmer that plants the seed. It's the seed's job to grow. So what we try to do is enhance that experience. Uh, today, as always, I'm joined by my uh, good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike.
1: Yes. Uh, good to be back here and uh, uh, in one location and, and back in the studio and have a voice this week. Yes. And as uh,
0: perhaps uh, we shared with our uh Listeners out there, I just returned from uh, down in Florida, Delray Beach, visiting our good friend Jake Steele, and I got a tattoo uh, that says, who am I to judge? Pope Francis' favorite saying. So who am I to judge, Mike, also leads into the stigma that's imposed upon mental health and particularly upon people that are in recovery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I... We put out a tweet this morning that says, more acceptance equals less frustration. Less frustration equals less anger and anxiety. Less anger and anxiety equals more sobriety. Being clean and sober equals serenity. It's not an original thought, Mike. However, I think it's one that we can connect the dots with and follow our way along. Yes, yes. So however it all starts with acceptance. And as we talk about on this show, acceptance does not mean approval. Acceptance does not mean, well, that's the way it's going to be, so I'll just have to choose to live that way. That is not. It's not about surrender. It's not about giving up. What it is is saying, in the moment, the tire's flat; it needs to be changed, which means that it may not always be this way. It's not forever. But however, Mike, we want to accept things in the moment. So, how often have you been un- unable to accept uh, a traffic jam, which led to your frustration?
1: <laughs> Just a couple of weeks, I found myself. I left here, said it's going to take 20 minutes to get the your neck out of the woods, and of course, right as I'm approaching that bend for the squirrel Hill There's some sort of accident and it crept up to an hour. And I was like, no, no, this can't be happening. <laughs> so when we
0: get that frustration, frustration generally results in anger mm-hmm. and hence road rage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, where we act out in an inappropriate way and perhaps hurt, hurt people. So if we lower our frustration rate by acceptance, that means we're going to have less anger and less anxiety. Mm -hmm. Quite often when I'm in a store or somewhere and I sometimes say things out of turn. Um, However, I was in a line one time, Mike, at a checkout line. I think it was a grocery store. And there was an elderly person having some difficulty uh, getting out their identification and their cards that they needed to write a check. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the person that was behind me started to get started to get frustrated, and then they started to get angry, and then they started to voice their frustration by saying, "Can you get out of the way? Could you get going? I've got places to go. I'm in a hurry." And I'm fortunate that uh, I survived this one, but I turned it around and I said, perhaps if you were in that much of a hurry, you could have came earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, we revert back to what we always talk about time and anxiety generally is apprehension about things that may or may not occur and not being able to get something when we said we were going to get it or be at a place when we said we were going to be there. Absolutely. So
1: you've been doing quite a bit of traveling. Right <laughs> yes, I think I had a record bit of traveling the last couple of weeks. Yes.
0: Like, so, so how do you handle that frustration, uh, that anxiety? Because quite often you are on a time schedule. Uh,
1: this actually did happen to me. We, you know, I, we we did so good with it. The equipment got to at least two of the places. Uh, I got to fly from Ann Arbor to Boston and then I, had, I wanted to come from Boston back to uh, uh, here in Pittsburgh because I had a show I wanted to do. I promised somebody I was going to be there to to do uh, uh, that Sunday and that morning. Of course, my flight was nearly two week two two hours delayed, uh. and 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 it was just one of those like uber frustrating sitting there nothing I could do just watching the time and just kind of assessing and saying to myself, okay, I'm not going to <laughs> message the promoter. Until I'm on the plane and know how late I'm going to be. Because there's the one thing I thought about was I don't want to put undue stress on this person that's doing a show for the first time. Right? By saying, hey, I'm going to run late. Hey, I don't have an answer. But so this is, I am, you know, because I wasn't in danger yet. Right? I had a nice gap of about three hours. Um, But really, it was just a there's nothing we can do. Something happened, you know, and it turned out something happened. There was a mechanical or weather problem in in D.C. where the plane was coming from. And then it screwed things up and, and we had to wait for a plane to leave for it to come in and everything like that. So, I mean, these things happen and and the staff was great. The staff was great and got us on in record time. You know, I feel. So, um, but everything was taken care of things happen, especially. And, and in that case, when we're talking about flight, air travel, I'd rather the things get done properly that get me there than be sped up and not right in that kind of environment.
0: So by avoiding telling this first time promoter, most likely nervous about his production coming off well, uh you could have said hey i'm late and i don't know when i'm going to get there would have left him with a mind of uncertainty mm-hmm. so how do you think they would have been feeling at that venue with that mind of uncertainty
1: it just just stress on top of stress and and uh, you know we didn't need to pile on to it until i was sure I was like hi i'm going to be there it's going to be close but i'm going to be there you know that kind of thing so
0: so, perhaps by giving, telling this person some incomplete information mm-hmm. and developing that mind of uncertainty within that person, developing then into a mind of anxiety, worry, and fear,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the frustration that goes along with that, mm-hmm. you avoided that where. What we attempt to help people to do is learn how to respond rather than react to situations and use a wise mind approach. And I would probably suspect, as many times as you and I have talked about this, subconsciously you might have asked yourself, "Is it necess- what is it necessary for me to tell this
1: person? Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes I overshare <laughs> on things like that. Um, but um, no, no, and I think about that a lot. You know, I, I, I don't want the promoter who's already thinking about every aspect of the show that we're doing live in front of fans and online usually um i don't want them to have to worry about this one other thing i'm hired to take care of that thing so they don't worry about it you know so we had an issue uh, in indiana a couple, uh, couple months ago where we had an internet issue with the venue and i was like listen you need to t- you and so i worked with the venue and said you, you you know okay we need the options you need to tell me where this is at when we get to this time i have to tell the pay-per-view company and the promoter so they can give me options, right? And then, and then, and then, and then Jim, the, the, and I think I've told you this before, but, but the promoter happens to be a, a high school principal. Wow. And he says, he says, he says, Mike, I deal with kids that are suicidal on a daily basis. This is going to be okay. I, I've never worked with anybody in the, in the entertainment space that has been so, uh, even on things. And it's just like, and it's so like, if it happens, it happens. You know, and that's that's been really kind of um, helping um, uh, put things in perspective when we're doing these projects.
0: So you this this individual is able to step back and look at this situation. Yep. Most people aren't born with this type of person. Oh, absolutely. Or not. this type of viewpoints. It's mm-hmm. practice. And one of the frustrating things about therapy, Mike, is that sometimes I believe that when patients come in to visit me, Perhaps I think I'm going to have some type of a magic incantation, brew up some type of a magic dust Mm -hmm. that
1: they're going to use, and everything's going to be fine. It's kind of magic. the magical pill, the magical bullet, the magical thing that's going to make everything better, right? Well, and as we talk about
0: abracadabra. I speak what I create. I create what I speak. That's the magic. Rewriting the script in your head and learning how to have a different perception of things. Let's go back to last July when you and I were on our way to the airport
1: mm-hmm. to visit our
0: our friend and uh, spend our little vacation A lot together. of
1: air travel stories today. Yes.
0: So when we were about oh, four or five miles from the airport, I told you, I said, Mike, I don't have my wallet. Mm-hmm. So, neither of us burst into flame, mm-hmm. although there was a few moments of anxiety. Absolutely. But, however, you and I worked out a plan. Mm-hmm. And we tried various uh, types of suggestions, and we we found one that worked mm-hmm. with some willing people who were able to help us. And the only reason that they were able to help us, Mike, is we already had cultivated that relationship with them. Absolutely. So. We accepted the fact, first of all, we had to accept the fact that I didn't have my wallet. And if I didn't have my wallet, I wasn't going to be able to board the plane. Right. So obviously you were going to go, but I had to accept the fact that if that wallet didn't get in there at the time, I would have to have go on another flight. Mm-hmm. However, what we did know was that I was going to get there mm-hmm. at some point.
1: We knew there was another flight in about like two or three hours and then you know, you would have been able to talk to the desk and get things resorted.
0: However, the first thing that needed to be done, and I say need very rarely, mm-hmm. but this needed to be done, had to accept the fact I didn't have my wallet. Mm-hmm. And once we accept the fact that I didn't have my wallet, then we can explore possibilities.
1: Mm-hmm. What are the options? Yes. Yes.
0: So was it necessary for you and I to burst into flame and scream? Nope. Nope. No. No. However, and again, that type of mindset and that type of attitude just doesn't appear. It's an acquired behavior pattern mm-hmm. over a period of time. And we, you and I have often talked about that frustration, pain can be a wise
1: teacher. Over COVID, um, it was always a big thing because, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, Right. And I said and 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 it was always, you know, and then started the conversation started up about, you know, the lockdowns and the masking, whether we should or shouldn't, da da da. And right off the bat, as soon as it started happening, lockdown started happening, I looked at I looked at uh, my, my, my wife and business partner and said, listen, we cannot get into the weeds about why this is happening and if it the right thing is happening right now, because we have to accept that whatever is happening is out of our control and what are we gonna do in response to it to make sure that we're okay right as yes. a business as us you know what do we need to do for that and then as things go as we're running into supply chain issues with be we're seeing stuff with our equipment where it's like well this isn't available or this is too expensive what do we do about this and not hemming hawing on over well the gas is up because you know the president or this or that and again things out of our control it was like you know business is going to change the world is going to change how are we going to adapt to that change, um, you know, is always the thing. A lot of crazy stuff is happening right now in the world, and we're going to see, like it or not, all of us are going to see effects from what's happening half a world away. And, and we need to accept that and say, what are we going to do to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and each other and not hem and haw over why this is happening? Should this be happening? You know, what can we do to adapt to this situation?
0: And that leads us back to the point of, we first of all, when we have an uncomfortable or unacceptable situation, Mm -hmm. the first thing we do is accept it the way it is in the moment, not wondering how it got there, Mm -hmm. not wondering how the the weeds grew in the driveway, Mm -hmm. not wondering why there's no eggs left in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. First of all, we accept it. Then we attempt to do the next right thing. Right so what that involves is plan having plan a b and c and having the acceptance and leading us to to a moment of serenity and begin to explore possibilities right and as always what we talk about on this program mike you just alluded to uh some situations that are happening in the world right now that have seemed to galvanize uh a lot of folks in a in a certain direction uh to help others and there's an individual out there in this world that's uh, standing tall and um, is showing a great deal of resilience mm-hmm. and uh, because of this person's resilience and and resolve in doing the next right thing uh, this person is garner this person is garnering much admiration
1: and support absolutely
0: so all of us in our lives look forward to somebody that we support and admire and again we talk about the difference again between confidence and arrogance mike we arrogant people we shy away from confident people we follow so again we come back to the acceptance part of this and i want to reread the tweet that we talked about more acceptance equals less frustration less frustration equals less anger and anxiety Less anger and anxiety equals more sobriety, Being clean and sober equals serenity. It's not an original idea of ours. Mike is in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And for everyone out there, as always, we offer a forum for people to share their recovery stories, and everyone is in recovery from something. We've prepared some premium content, which we would be glad to share with our Uh, Premium subscribers who can do that through our Patreon account. And at the end of uh, the podcast, uh, Mike will let you know how to do that. However, we offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. When good people do nothing, evil will certainly triumph. Till all are free, none are
1: free. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.